Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here and Happy New Year. It is 2022 and I hope everyone celebrated safely. I hope 2021, I mean, well, 2020, 2021, we know what kind of year that was for us, but I'm sure many blessings happened as there were also stressors, but I'm hoping everyone is safe and healthy as they ended 2021 going into 2022. So today's episode is no resolutions, no problem. As we just, you know, embarked on the new year, I'm sure resolutions are on folks' minds. So let's chat a little bit. You know, as 2022 rang in, many of us thought about resolutions for the new year because that's just what we do. You know, we talk about or we think about those things we want to improve upon, do differently, that we want to enhance our lives, goals we want to accomplish for the new year. That's just what we do as one year is ending and we're going into the next. I even did a podcast episode about setting goals or resolutions. It's episode 45 and it's titled Less Goal. And in that episode, we discuss setting SMART goals. SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-limited or time-oriented. So we talk about setting SMART goals, which is a great way to set goals, period. Whether it's for resolutions, whether it's project goals at work, personal goals, anything. SMART goals are the way to go. So I encourage you guys to check out that episode if you haven't just to make sure we are creating SMART goals, however we enact resolutions or a different form of resolutions. Along with that, however, New Year resolutions are not a must. They're not. We don't have to have New Year resolutions. Don't feel pressured to create some lofty goals or resolutions that sound nice. The whole New Year, New You is motivating for some, and that's okay. It's catchy. It sticks, sure, sure. And, and that's okay if it works for you. January 1st, it does give some people a tangible reset. So I can definitely understand why we do resolutions. The ending of one year, beginning of the next one, that feels like the reset button being hit for us, which for some may be welcomed, especially if the prior year was catastrophic. Then we're eager to get out of that year and go into the next. So yeah, I can definitely understand some folks wanting to jump into the new year and create these resolutions, but they are not a must. And just know that we can self-reflect and create goals at any time. We don't have to wait until the new year or January 1st. So today, I wanted to share an alternative to once a year goals or resolution setting. Now, I came across this approach a few years ago, and I've been doing it since. I know some people love the new year resolutions, and if that works for you, please continue to do so. So for this year, I didn't set any resolutions for the new year. Actually, I can't remember the last time I set new year resolutions, and I probably haven't done it since I've been using this method to create and set goals. So here's a way to set goals and continuously update or monitor them. All right, so you're going to take a sheet of paper. Yes, I said paper, Uh, and you can also even do it on the computer if you want. Now, usually I do actually have a Google Drive that I do this on. But before I did the paper and I loved it because I like paper and I like crossing things off. So take a sheet of paper, fold it into fourths, fold it in half, fold it in half again. So you have four sections on that piece of paper and each section will have a label. 
and you can set the parameters for the label. It could be three months in one section, six months in one section, nine months in one section, and 12 months in another section. You can do those, three, six, nine, 12, or you could do three month, six month, nine month, and then the last quadrant being this week. That's sometimes a good strategy for work goals to kind of map out what you need to do for the week. But you can set the parameters to be whatever you want them to be. When I'm specifically talking about work, I typically do like a three month, six month, maybe one year, two year. I know that's a big gap, but I'll do that sometimes. So you set the parameters to be whatever you want them to be in each section. And the great thing about this is that it allows for constant evaluation. So if you do this on January 1st and you do the 36912, then on April 1st, you will be reevaluating these goals and then you would update it. So on April 1st, you would be reevaluating these goals and or updating them. So you would have a new three-month section, which would start April 1st. You'll have your new six-month section and so on. So you can keep monitoring quarterly or once every few months or whatever the parameters you set. So it allows for constant evaluation. And there's a saying that I really like. An old colleague of mine said this. Actually, her husband told this to her. It was, you have to inspect what you expect. So if you are expecting to fulfill these goals, then we need to be inspecting our progress towards these goals. And having these four sections allows us to do that because it also breaks it up. Doing it this way also allows room to change your mind. So you may list something that you would like to have done at the six-month mark, but time may show you that it no longer needs to be a goal for you. So remove it. And you can do that with your resolutions, your annual resolutions as well. You can remove whatever's there, sure. However, this allows you to be a bit more present in real time. So, you know, I like it because we're able to consistently evaluate goals instead of waiting until the end of the year to kind of see how we did. This method also allows us to break up large goals. So where a year-long resolution may have been to get out of debt, let's use that for an example. Someone's resolution for the year could be to get out of debt. Well, using the quadrant, you may say at month three, the goal is to pay off 5,000 towards debt. And at month six, it is to pay off an additional 3,000 or have paid total 8,000 off. So you can break up these lofty goals. Whereas if you gave yourself the entire year to accomplish the goal, you may start on it in January because that's what we do. Everyone's motivated then. And then it may start to kind of fall or trail off in like February or March. And then we may come back to it in November. That's just sometimes what happens. So this gives that consistent evaluation, consistent measuring, consistent check-in with ourselves to even see, okay, is this reasonable? Oh, you know what? Three months wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. This probably should have been on the six-month quadrant or the nine-month quadrant. And that's okay. Show yourself some grace and move it to where it needs to go because nothing also has to be written in stone. So it's just a beautiful way to consistently reevaluate. Also, by using the quadrant approach, we don't feel the pressure to create a new me at the new year as we are constantly evolving during the year. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly self-reflecting, checking in with ourselves. As I just mentioned, we may say, hmm, that three months wasn't enough. Oh, I see how I operate. You know what? I need six months for that, or I need nine months for that, or the way I work is, and that's okay. It gives us a lot of room to be present and intentional. And again, very self-reflective. You know, we may change our minds about what we want. Life happens. Don't hold me to 
some resolution I made up for myself in the wee hours of the night, especially if champagne's involved. So doing it in the quadrant way, again, allows for self-reflection and just something to really come back to and to check on consistently. You know, some months ago, a couple of girlfriends and I were chatting and the question, what's on your bucket list came up. Now, I'll start with this. Bucket lists are fun and a cool way to talk about things you dream of doing. You know, do it, dream. I'm all for it. They're a lot of fun and it's a beautiful discussion and also a great way to get to know someone by asking what's on their bucket list. So when I was asked, I didn't have one. I don't have a bucket list, nor do I feel like I need one. Like I felt no pressure to come up with something in the moment that sounds cool. Like, yeah, I'm gonna hit every continent. No, I felt no pressure for that. At this moment in my life, I don't feel the need to do that. Could change down the line. But I think, you know, one thing that I took from that was either I'm doing it or I'm not. So if climb Mount Rushmore was on the bucket list, for example, then whenever it would be most fitting, it would end up on the quadrant, which is in more real time. So if I'm consistently working towards goals, I'm sure the quote unquote bucket list item will appear in one of the four quadrants. Again, whenever it feels most fitting and feels most relevant to my life during that time. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay to just sit in the present moment and recognize what I want in this moment, maybe what I don't want, which could change in you know a few moments down the line. And that's okay. And you know, sometimes there might be a season of continuing with the status quo. So, you know, sometimes we may be content with life the way it's going and nothing may need to be added or gained. And that is great. That's the whole point of self-reflection to really evaluate and think about and explore what it is you want, maybe what's needed, what maybe you don't like, what you want to do different. Maybe you've created something in your life, you don't like it, so we can pause and then recreate something different. That's the whole point of self-reflection. And there are times where it's like, you know what? Things are good. I like what has been created. I'm going to rock with this for a little while. So we may not need you know, goals or resolutions during that season. And that's okay. So for those of you who actually have no goals, no resolutions, and they're like, mm, I ain't got nothing to put on the quadrant right now. That's okay. In this season, that might be okay for you. And going forward, I'd encourage you to self-reflect because eventually that will be a season where there's nothing maybe to do different or create or add or gain in our lives. Um, That's a season, not a way of living. (laughs) So eventually we'll want to do some self-reflection to identify if there is anything. You know, back in the day, and I'm sure many folks did this, I did a 30 before 30 list. This was a, a while ago and it was cool. And I enjoyed doing it and seeing what all I accomplished. Like if I look back on it and see what all was accomplished, I think it's most interesting to me though, to see what I aspired back then and compare that to what I aspire now. So, you know, with that, I won't be doing a 40 before 40 list, (laughs) mainly because I can't think of 40 things. However, my ultimate goal is to be present and intentional. And I truly believe that will guide me to what I need and want. And I encourage each of you guys to do that as well. So as we wrap up, if New Year resolutions work for you, by all means, continue. If you're looking to try something new or different, try this quadrant approach and consistently evaluate it. You can set the parameters to be whatever you want them to be. You know, whatever approach you use, I encourage you to be intentional with your goal setting and create goals above all that are truly meant for you. I will have a picture, just a blank one of the quadrant sheet. Uh, We'll probably put it on our social media at Lady in the Couch if anyone wants to see it. It'll just be the quadrants with the four parameters 
just as an example for anyone interested in seeing what that may look like. But ultimately, do what works for you. All right. So I hope you guys found today's episode helpful. I'd be curious to hear if you do give the quadrant approach a try. Let me know what you think about it. Again, you can let me know on social media at Lady in the Couch on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you want to stick with resolutions and that works for you, I want to hear that too. All right. So here's to wishing everyone a beautiful, healthy, safe, and fulfilled 2022. All right. See y'all next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady on the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you're in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only. 